This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment. Today is Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. And in this episode, I will be chatting with and kicking it with Farah. Farah, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Great. Um, so let's get right into this. My first question for you is, of all the different um, inventions that have been made throughout the uh, the whole world of the decades and the centuries, what is what's your first what's your favorite invention? I know it's going to have something to do with the internet, and go into more details about what exactly about the internet that you uh, like as an invention. Okay, so when you asked me this question, I immediately thought of the mid-90s and how the mid-90s changed um, my life so much when I was applying to college because my daughter just started college herself. I had to fill out all of my applications the old school way pen and paper. I did have a typewriter and a word processor and a computer, but we did not have the internet. We did not have emails and stuff. So I had to do it old school and mail it out and wait until I got either the big envelope or the small envelope. When I started college in the fall of 1994, I remember that I got my first email address and uh, I went to Barnard College, part of Columbia University, so I remember that it was fdavis00 at columbia.edu, and I was very excited, but we still had to dial up and um, go into, um, like, internet uh, cafes or whatever. I didn't have access to the internet from my dorm room. I did have a computer, but it was not a laptop computer. It was a very heavy computer. So I'd have to go to like internet rooms or internet cafes to then be able to email my friends or to go into different rooms like chat rooms and stuff. And so I just remember the big shift happening 1994 to 1995. And then in 1996, I got my first cell phone. And I remember how funny it was because in 1996, I got my cell phone. I had transferred to school in Philadelphia and I got my cell phone in Philadelphia. Anytime I went home to New Jersey, I had to call the cell phone company to let them know that I was leaving the metropolitan area so that my phone would work in New Jersey because I was living in Philadelphia. And my daughter will never understand that you actually had to call the company to let them know when you were leaving, you know, your 10 mile radius. And so that was just funny to me. So I think the internet into cell phones was the most dramatic uh, invention in my upbringing. I have two questions you said about the internet. We'll do the last part first before I forget. What was that whole like about the whole radius part when there had to be a certain radius within doing things? 
Yeah, so when I, as I said, I got my first cell phone in 1996 and I was living, maybe it was 1997, 1996 or 1997. I was living in Philadelphia. When I would go home to central New Jersey, I had to call, it was singular wireless, and I had to call singular to let them know that I was traveling outside of the 215. Okay, gosh, you're so about the radius about farther than 215 Philly, got it. Right, got that. Now, back earlier, what you said about having, when you first started all this internet stuff in the, um, in the, some parts of the 90s, you mentioned your first email address. What was it like for you having that first, that was for college, a college email address? Yeah. What was that like having your first email address, that very first email address? And how many other people at the time may have also had email and had an email work between people back in the 90s? So, to be honest, I was very egocentric as any 18 year old was in 1994. So all I knew was college and other college students. And so it was kind of cool to me that my best friend went to University of Michigan and we could email each other instead of calling each other long distance because we didn't have cell phones. And I believe the emails, emails always been free. Well, so that's a funny thing. You had to dial up. So in- I remember dial up. I was back in the 90s too. I remember the the dial up. When I went home for Thanksgiving and I tried to dial up into my Columbia.edu, it was a long distance call. Mm. And my dad got very angry because I stayed up in the dial up into Columbia's mainframe which was New York City for like 45 minutes. So that was a long distance call for 45 minutes um, because I was like in a chat room. And by the way, chat rooms were very interesting too. It was just a black screen with green, uh, uh, you know, writing, typing. There was no, there were no effects. was just so that you could chat with other college students or I could check my email, which was, I don't even know what the emails were, but they were, other than, um, college, other than college university in email and the, um, radius, is there anything else outside of all that stuff in reference to when you, in reference to what you like specifically outside of school, when it comes down to liking the internet as an invention? So this is what I'm saying. So my first job um, out of college in 1998, um, I got an email address there. And I remember, I'm like, oh, so do I have to give everybody this new email address or can I use my old email address? And then I feel like 1998 and 1999 with the knowledge that the Y2K craziness was was going to happen. Turned out, it turned out to be nothing, but yeah. Exactly. So all of the computer programmers were working against the clock <sighs> to fix all of the computers because otherwise all of the computers were gonna shut down. And I learned this, I remember in 1999, um, 9999 was a big date that it wasn't Y2K, it was 9999 because a lot of, you know, 
when they were programming the computer programs in the 80s, $9,999 was just way easy to, you know, everything was just like $9,999, we'll, we'll fix it later, we'll fix it later. And I remember how scared we all were at work on September 9th, 1999, that like on September 10th, would our computers no longer work? It was a true fear. Everyone was very nervous. And then once we got past September 10, then on uh, December 31st, 1999 into January 1st, I remember, um, I actually remember exactly where I was for, for that New Year's Eve to New Year's Day. I was in Philadelphia on the Mushaloo and I was with my now husband. He was my fiance at the time. And as soon as the clock struck midnight, everyone went to see if their phones would work because nobody knew if everything was going to shut down and and stuff and it was it was just really funny because we were all crazy scared of what i don't know and i had read some stories during that time that a bunch of people tried to flush their toilet to see if that would work they tried to use their microwave they tried so everybody was just basically trying to try out everything just to make sure yeah, exactly. that it all worked exactly. now you said with the college if college was the mid 90s were you in high school in the early 90s i was i graduated from high school in 1994 Nin and then I Okay, so the early to mid '90s was still high school. 1994. What was what was high school like for you? Um. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like uh, classes, other classmates, meeting any friends. Um. How how high school people interacted during back that time, as opposed to like say when I was in high school. Right. Well, again, so there were no. That, that's not true. I remember my dad had, my dad and mom both had car phones, um, but we didn't have the phone. No, wait, you, your dad again, for your dad a sec. You said he was upset about something with the college-wise, with some mainframe. What was your dad upset about with all that again? Oh, that when I came home from college in, um, you know, Thanksgiving 1994, I used his computer to dial up to get into my columbia.edu so it was a long distance phone call right so we were okay now what's right and now what's the thing with now what's the thing with both your parents with high so school both my parents had car phones but um but nobody had cell phones yet and i do remember that um unfortunately my my grandfather got sick and i was given a pager that uh when my grandfather was sick in was it 1992 1993 that if um god forbid he were to pass away that they would page me and i remember that i had to go to the payphone in college there were two payphones and you know you had to put i think at that time it was a quarter because it went well up. now now people really have to have cell phones because the majority of the phones you're talking about are almost completely not in service there are no more. Yeah, there basically aren't anymore. Um, before we move on to other topics, one last thing I want to ask about inventions. Are there any, can you take your mind for a sec? Do you have any other second second invention you like that is an invention that's not related to the internet? Like anything, it could be like, it could be, um, it could be 
um, cell phone, car, my um, anything that could do stuff before the internet was even a thing. Like whatever inventions came out even way before the internet. Something that changed my life. If you if it changed it for yeah, if it, like if it changed you for the better, whatever invention. Yeah, I again, it's still electronic. I remember getting my first like VCR. That counts. That counts. That's that. That these that that was something. That, that would be in the early eighties. I remember getting a VCR, and we were one of the first in the neighborhood to get a. That's VCR. a good example of the VCR. Yes, that yeah. I can relate. That I can relate to. The VCRs then you said were early eighties. They were they were used through a lot of the nineties, and then yeah. somewhere in the twenty first century they stopped making them, and then moved on to whatever came out after the VCR. Right, and then and then I I still say to this day because you know we. Do you still have your VCR? I don't have it. Okay, go ahead. To this day, go ahead. Sorry. But we have a DVR, and you know we record everything on um, the DVR, and I still say tape it, and so does my husband. So just tape it. That's what we used to do. Right. Like on the VCR, you would tape it, and it was, you know, it it was um, actual tape, like a cassette tape but a, a VHS tape. And now we still both say, can you tape that? Can you tape that when it's, you know, DVR or streaming for that matter? Oh, the, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because of the taping and all of that, yeah. To pause and again, bringing my daughter into this, my daughter will never understand um, how, like, when we were watching something, you couldn't pause it so that you could go run to the bathroom. Um, I remember very specifically with my brother and sister that if any of us had to go to the bathroom while we were watching something like Family Ties or whatever, you had to time your going to the bathroom to the two-minute commercial break. Yeah, that was, a good, that was a good show, and you have to watch the commercial break, yeah. yeah. So my brother and sister would have to, you know, let me know when it was about to come on, and I would have to run in from... So basically, there was a known thing about a two, two and a half minute bathroom break before the show came back on? Um, usually, commercial breaks were two minutes. What about two they minutes? Like, they were like four commercials, so it was like half... Half a minute, like 30 seconds fast. Okay, so now that we were talking about the VCR and then with the television of the recording, I'm going to ask you some more questions about the television. Um, okay. What was television like for you, like, in all the different decades you were alive? Like, before the 90s, before the 2000s, the 80s or 70s, like, what was it like? Was it still like there were only three or four channels? What was it like to watch okay. television back then? Yeah, I, I love this question. This is a great question, Ben. Um, I think it was a much simpler time because there was basically only CBS and ABC and NBC, and I grew up in Central Jersey, so we had the New York feed, and you basically those were the three channels it was abc nbc cbs and then i remember when fox came in fox would be the fourth one fox came in fourth right 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 so the simpsons came in on on fox and the tracy Ullman show actually i remember the the tracy Ullman show and the simpsons were just like a little cartoon spot before and after commercials on the tracy Ullman show 
Um, so it was basically just those four channels. So, so when you or anybody else wanted to record something, it would tape onto the VCR? Or how does that all work? For if you guys wanted to tape stuff back then. Um, you're asking me to remember things. Yeah, you had to set your VCR for the day and time that something was to come on. Okay. And then you had to make sure to have the VHS tape in the VCR and, and it would record, you know, that Okay, so with the Fox, that's fine. So with the Fox thing, I wanted to just tell you, The Simpsons came out officially in 1989. Eventually, the Tracy stuff got dropped, but then The Simpsons themselves was officially 1989, and now there's like 30-some seasons, and then after the after like the ninth season, after the ninth or tenth season, it kind of dropped off in quality, but The Simpsons now have been around since 1989. Oh, but when did it start on the Tracy Ullman show? That I'm not exactly sure. But somewhere around the same time, somewhere around that same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, um, now that we've gone through the television part, um, towards the end, towards the end, I'm going to ask you three questions from this book. Okay, I'll explain that more when we get to it. But just giving you some heads up notice. Um, but now that we're 17 minutes, now that we're 17 minutes in, we're going to segue now, and I'm going to have a quick commercial break before I ask you some more questions. Okay. I want to talk about. Excuse me. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one easy-to-find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. All right, and we're back, and now I want to ask you specifically what your own thoughts and opinions are of how the current state of the world is, the world and the United States, but even the countries outside the U.S., wherever they are, top north, Europe, Asia, all that good stuff. Um, what do you consider your opinions of what's what the world is now in our current at the time of this recording, autumn of 2021, what do you make of the world and the, and the state of the world in the USA in um, this current year of 2021? So I don't know if these are connected, but I'm going to go back to something that we were just talking about with the television in the 80s into the 90s. So we just had the, the four stations, CBS, NBC, ABC and then Fox. We also only had the news. You had your local news and then you had, um, you know, either 2020 or world news tonight or 60 minutes and that, and that was it. So when you were listening to the news, everyone relatively speaking was watching the same news. 
now there's so many channels and there's um, news channels, which I think should really be called news entertainment channels. I, I agree. Because I agree. I agree so far. Yeah. It, when you're speaking with someone about what you think of the world news, you basically have to find out what news channel they watch or listen to and then you'll know how they feel about the world what well, as far as you're saying with television with that, I, I think more people now, young and old, are actually watching whatever they want to watch over the internet. So really the right. internet now, the internet has become the new television. Right. But it's, are you actually watching anything? Right. Because when, they, when you watch stuff, they it is, like you said, more like entertainment based than actual real. Right. Or are you just seeing a snippet? Right. Are you scrolling through Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and or LinkedIn? Right. Those are all the social internet things. Yeah. Right. And are you just seeing the headline for a story, but you don't actually read the story at all? Or are you hearing one line? I think what I think what I get from what you're saying with all this, I think what I'm getting with what you're saying with all this is that now in 2021 with all that all that kind of stuff, TV or in a, either one, that people are get, getting stuff that really it could be a lot of mis mis misinformation, information that's not really really researched. It's misinformation out of context, out of context, misleading in an out of context way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree, yes. So the Fox came out sometime in the 80s, and there were just the uh, regular networks, but I want to give you some trivia. For one of the first big main premium stations, H HBO Home Box Office, H HBO Home Box Office actually started back in the early 1970s. So if people wanted to pay for HBO in the if they wanted to pay for HBO in the 70s, HBO goes back even in the 70s. Right. And then in the early 80s, there was MTV, music television, which isn't even music anymore. But then there was Fox, like you said, in the mid to late 80s. But yeah. there was MTV at some point in the early mid 80s, MTV, music television, when it's not music anymore. And if people wanted to get their home box office, HBO, that goes back to the early to mid 70s. And I remember when we were forced to get boxes so that we could have other channels, um, you had to have a cable box, right? Because um, your your TV only had the knob that you could only change. You know, it only had like one to twelve. So you had to have a cable box that you could then get to MTV or right, HBO. right. I understand. I, I got you. So for now, 2021, with people mostly watching stuff on the internet, with like all those kind of internet things that you mentioned. Yeah. The, the out of the out of context and the misinformation is, I think, a big problem for how people get their content now. It's because it's it's very much, it's it's not, it's getting people thinking stuff that may not. I, I don't I don't know how to explain it, but it's misleading and out of context as well. Part of it with what we said so far. Yes. Yeah. It's again. I I call those people that headline readers. They don't actually research 
the story at all. Even 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 um even some of the twenty four hour news stations these days don't even research it like you just said yeah, even more. Example: I just I just researched this about gas prices. You know, yes, they are on the rise, but there was a uh, news entertainment station that talked about gas prices being over $7 per gallon. And I actually did research and there is one gas station in California and it's in, I believe, Northern California and there's no other gas station. That how much, how much was it there? It was, it was in fact $7. Right. Yeah. But it but, was only that one station, um, that one gas station. Well, do you, do you remember the name of, do you, re, do you remember the name of what that um, news network I was? I don't, but the point is that this news station was saying. It was just the one, it was just the one, the one, the one spot. One Everything time. else was a different kind of amount as opposed to the one spot yeah. there. Okay. Correct. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just feel like. Well, let me say what I want to feel about the countries and all this. I think that, um, I think that the majority of governments are bad, not the people, not the people of the countries, but the governments of most countries are bad. And because the governments are trying to do things a certain way on how they deal with their people that live there, the citizens, whatever the governments are, I'm not going to name all governments. I, I'm actually listened to by actually, I'm listened to by over 50 different countries. I'm listening to the good countries, the neutral countries and the bad countries. So I'm just glad whoever actually hears this, but um, the governments themselves are, I feel way are trying to control the people for us not to get along. I think they want division and hate and things that aren't going to get people to be happy in a good type of way yeah i believe any any level of extremism on either side once you go to an extreme it's bad you have to you have to trust but verify and and when you are extreme and you're just following one person is always a problem. Well, I mean, like, I mean, that is also for this and what we're talking about here. It also goes to whether or not a person for themselves, when there should have been um, hippo laws, hippo type things for the medical stuff, that everyone should be able to decide as a citizen for themselves whether or not they want to take the jab. I decided to take the jab in February, March of 2021, uh, just because everybody else was going along with it, but I don't know what the long-term side effects are going to be. I'm hoping and praying that whatever the long-term side effects are of getting that done won't affect me in the long run of my, the rest of my life. Okay, so this is where I believe gaslighting is affecting the way that, that you're speaking of a vaccination growing up. You know, as soon, I'll go back to my daughter, as soon as my daughter was born uh, within, you know, the first day of her life, she started getting uh, testing and then vaccinations, you know, at her one month visit at her. Before, before you continue, I, before you continue, I just want to clarify something. I'm not, I myself am not trying to intentionally gaslight. I'm not trying to intentionally gaslight because usually people gaslight on me. Usually people gaslight on me. I'm just trying to understand what they were trying to do with everybody in regards to the whole, but go ahead back to your. 
the fact that you use the word jab. Oh, I just use that because they, 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 they censor how we speak these days. So most people just use the word jab as to whatever other ways of calling it just because how they censor all of us. Well, the jab, I find... We can call it something else. We don't have to call, we don't have to call it a jab. We could use a different name. Uh, vaccination. All right, let's call, it vac- let's call it vaccination instead. Vaccination. What, I, what I'm trying to say is most Americans have had vaccine, vac- vaccines before in other Right. And when my daughter started kindergarten, I had to show all of her vaccinations. When she started college, I also had to show all of her vaccinations. So I had to show that she's had measles, mumps, rubella. I had to show that she had uh, varicella, the chickenpox vaccine. I had to show that she had uh, smallpox vaccine. Uh, she also had a meningitis vaccine. And yes, she was required to get the COVID vaccine to be in college in Philadelphia. And so, so let's go with that. Let's just go with that for a sec. So all the college students that re- recently took that, um, have they all been okay? Have they got sick afterwards? Do they feel like I know not one person that has gotten sick sick from a vaccination. That's good I to know. know. Has anybody gotten sick from not taking it? From, has yes. People have gotten sick from not taking it. Been through multiple funerals. Oh wow! And COVID was. uh, You said? Did you just say? um, Do wait? Did you just say multiple funerals? Yes. Oh, wow. Multiple. Okay. Wow. All right. So I'm not like, I, again, I didn't mean to use a like gaslighting term. I was just like a lot of people, a lot of people just refer to it as a jab just to that because of the way of Google and YouTube centering everybody with all these things. We meet people, people don't know how to even, even know how to talk about things anymore without it being offended by whoever tries to censor how we talk. The reason I was bringing this up is that I do trust science. I trust the Centers for Disease Control. I trust the World Health Organization. And when there is immense data, I trust the science. It is when there are people that make you question the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization that then these words like so that. so so hopefully hopefully then this majority of the science is backing up backing up everything yes that's good I, again I won't I, I, I won't use the J word with you we can still call vaccines also I don't know what words to use with any kind anymore because of the way things are but um I want to quickly I want to before we have only before I ask you one of the questions I talked to you about offline before we got on which I'll get to soon as an as an ending part first I want you I have a book called 3000 would you rather questions and we don't have time for all 3,000 questions, but what I want you to do now is I want to take you, I want you to t- think of your favorite three numbers between one and 3,000. And I'm going to read the question of each of the three numbers you pick between one and 3,000. Okay. So what's your first number? My favorite number is 11. All right, let's start with 11 first, then we'll do two more numbers. Question number 11 of would you rather? 11. She said 11, right? 11, one, one. 11. Question 11. Okay, question 11, 11 of would you rather. Would you rather have Stan Lee or Kevin Smith create your own comic book character? Uh, 
So I'm going to go with Kevin Smith because I loved the movie Clerks and he was he was in Clerks. I I know he made Clerks. Uh, that's good. Yeah, it was I believe it was in black and white, right? Yeah. I haven't really seen that movie myself, so we could do another podcast in the future on movies, just on a movie we've both seen. I just haven't really got into Clerks, but that's cool. I like how you said Kevin Smith with for your reason why. Um, now let's pick Kevin and Silent Bob. Oh yeah, for that he's in that for sure too. Yes, also that series of with that. Um, what is your second number? Uh, it, what are the what anything? Are the any number you can pick any number between one and three thousand. Okay, let's go for 320. 320? 320. Let's find it. 320, 320. Would you rather drink a cup of your significant other's spit or eat one live cockroach? And you have to pick one or the other on this question. All right, I'm going to repeat that again. 320 says, 320 says, would you rather drink a cup of your significant other's spit or eat one live cockroach? I think that I think the first half would have been better for most people. Who wants to have a cockroach on the second half? I just feel like that is a very convoluted question. There's a lot of convoluted questions that's in this whole book, lots. I believe if a cockroach is is prepared properly, I mean, you know, we all eat, uh, eat bugs and stuff in in everyday living. I I run outside every day, and so. But if you had to choose between the first one or the second one, which one do you choose? Right. So I'm just trying to. <laughs> um, and then you know, I have been married for 21 years, so I just feel like. I believe there has been some saliva sharing in that 21 years, so I, I would I, 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 I would hope so. I, yeah, I, I believe I've done both, but I think if I'm choosing to actually have a cup of something, I would choose the cockroach. Okay, interesting, the cockroach. And the third and final question, you can pick any number, a third and final question from this book, any number between 1 and 3,000. Okay, so let's go with... 999 because we talked about 999 earlier. Oh, you mean like with the 1999? Okay. Yeah, September 9th. Oh, okay, because we also have this goes till 3000, so that would still include 1999, but you just said 999 with 999. 999, three digits. Just not not the way of the actual year. Okay. 999. Yeah, because it was September of 99. Well, that's what I'm saying. In this book, it could still include the number 1999 to choose from. But I'm not talking about the year. Oh, no, not exactly the year, but other stuff, yeah. 999939. 99939. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, about... Okay. 99939. Would you rather... Would you rather... Aliens look like the ones from E.T. or Independence Day? Wow. So I have seen both movies. The only alien that I remember in E.T. was E.T. Independence Day had a lot more aliens. So... 
I just think to have choices, I'll go, I'll go to Independence Day because there were some good aliens and there were bad aliens, and I just feel like there's lots. Of that's a good. That's a that's a good answer for for why you went with ET. I'm not. I'm seeing. I mean, with Independence Day of that, and not so much ET. Um. So that okay. So I have like only two more questions left. But before I do the last two questions, um, can you just list off a bunch of movies you've seen uh, in your whole life? So maybe we could do a second podcast about a whole movie. Oh, in my whole life? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm like... A big, I'm, I'm a big fan of the 80s and 90s uh, romantic comedies, so that's that's where I'll go. I like uh, the, the Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink, 16 Candles, uh, Can't Buy Me Love, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Uh, okay, so 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 far, all the ones you mentioned, the only one I've really seen for sure, a lot of that one is The Breakfast Club. Um, but what were some of the movies from the '90s? Now, and these are the '80s. Uh, is it only going to be? Are, there, are both decades only really about like romantic comedies? I think most of those were like late '80s to to early '90s. So I remember Secret of My Success. Uh, I think that was the early 90s. And um, Back to the Future, I think that was also early 90s. Back, back, back to the Future, the original Back to the that's one of my favorite movies. Back to the Future came out the, the month and year of my birth, 1985. Yes. So actually, I've actually, I've actually been looking for more people to do Back to the Future movie discussions with. So I was thinking that on a second episode, apart from this first one, I said, well, we're almost at the end of this first one. I think we could do a whole thing talking together about Back to the Future. And then there's other, mentioned other movies you all mentioned. Um, that I've only really liked and enjoyed the, um, the Breakfast Club. So I thought, yeah, those are, those could be the next two podcasts right there. The Breakfast Club, a whole thing, and then Back to the Future, a whole thing. Um, let me, so knowing that, I just have two, I, I have the two wrap up questions of this podcast because we're already 37 minutes in and it cuts off at the 55 minute point. So my first question is, um, about, uh, w- women of younger generations, millennial women and Generation Z, whatever that is. I think Generation Z, I believe, is after 96, but like, I don't know what anything Z on. I don't know what they're even, they're even all called, but what, uh, what advice, encouragement, suggestions, tip, or whatever the case may be, would you give to women in the younger generations on how to keep moving on forward in the current state of life? Okay, so my daughter was born in 2003, and I do believe that her upbringing was definitely impacted by social media and our very visual environment where um, everyone will take pictures of things or videos of things, and I am proud of her that she has stepped away from the majority of social media so that she can actually live life rather than... No, when you say she stepped away, did when you said she stepped away, did she do so willingly or did she mean like a push no, to... She, she makes an effort to not post a bunch of things about her life. She chooses to live life instead of... I'm just trying to remember also when we talked about other stuff earlier on that she didn't really get about how things were without the internet now, like with how old things were so slow and old with things. So she definitely um, is still quote unquote on social media. I know that she partly still, still partly on social media. And well, she uses the platform. Mm -hmm. She just doesn't post for 
the likes and stuff that she she doesn't post provocative pictures of herself she she uses so she uses social media in some form but not completely where it's not too extreme about using it basically yeah she she doesn't constantly need outside affirmations from strangers to know that she is doing well so let's say i'm talking about let's just say for women in general um being younger like her case but like young young women that you don't actually know would you what would you tell them if they say you're not necessarily your biological daughter like how would you give them what to say i feel like to stop trying to be like famous people right because that is unattainable and even famous people would tell you that it's unattainable that we again live in this like like this meme like this me 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 doing stuff like me me and all that or i'm saying with with um body dysmorphia and what is that i'm sorry what does that term mean again what's that body dysmorphia feeling that you are too fat feeling oh about being too fat feeling too fat okay because of the imagery that that is out there for everybody to see Hmm. so don't compare yourself to others um especially when the imagery that you're seeing is doctored. Right. Well, doctor is like filtered and stuff. Yeah, I understand. That's good. That's good things to tell them about how that is with all that. Last question in this first podcast for you. So I'm listened to, thankfully, by over 50 different countries. So this could be both genders now outside of just the younger women. Any final thoughts in this first podcast that you would like to tell the audience about how they can um, get through obstacles and continue moving forward for life no matter where they live or what they're situation is because these are wild and crazy times now in the 2020s how can people keep moving forward to to, in a happier uplifting and connecting way with other people you know i don't know i'm trying to word it i don't know exactly what i'm saying but i think you kind of get the most of it i think think the general idea is to choose happiness and stop comparing yourself to others that's good choose the path that works for you and stop trying to be in somebody else's dreams, be in somebody else's path, um, figure out what works for you and do that. Okay, I like that. All right, so I'm about to end this podcast, this first podcast here. It has to upload. I'm going to add some free background music to. And then I thought in our, uh, then, then I thought in a second podcast, we would, I, I don't have too much to say about Breakfast Club, but that's the only other one I saw outside of we both like liking Back to the Future. So I thought in the second podcast would. I'm not so strong on Back to the Future. I did see it, but I don't, I don't remember enough, but I remember everything about the Breakfast Club. <laughs> okay, since, all right, since I've already done a lot of Back to, Back to Future stuff either by myself or with other people, the second episode will be a discussion entirely about a movie that hasn't yet been covered on my podcast yet a full discussion about the breakfast club okay all right so i'm about to conclude this i hope you all enjoyed this so far come back for our second episode as farah and millennial man motions ben talk about 1985's the breakfast club with everybody in school on a saturday all right so everybody that's all that's all for now 
Uh, everybody dance and have a good time. This is Farah and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC, signing out.